returned. I am back. Wow. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. Y'all, I'm going to get into a lot today just because we have a lot to discuss, just because it's it's been so long since I last recorded. So much stuff has happened since the last time I recorded. Um, What I wanted to start out with, and the reason I'm starting out with this is because it's the most important thing that I need y'all to hear, right, as listeners of the show. I didn't have a script for this show just truly because I have so much to say. And where I want to start is the future of the Reagan Griffin Jr. show. I think it's been two or three weeks since I last recorded. And, you know, people have been hitting you up. Reagan, where, where, where's the show at? Reagan, where's the next episode coming out? Reagan, I'm trying to listen. Da, 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 da. I'm busy, y'all. I'm so, 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 so busy. Obviously, y'all know school started. Obviously, you guys know of my other involvements, whether it's with Annenberg Media, whether it's with Square One and the Hoop and Holler Show. Whether it's with, I'm now with Dash Sports. If you don't know what Dash Sports is, it's basically um, a show that I do covering USC Trojans football. Um, I got other podcasts. I got writing commitments. I have, you know, social justice task force that I have to be part of. Like, I have a lot of, it's a lot of shit going on, y'all. It's a lot of, it's a lot of shit, isn't it, that's happening in my life right now. And I'm doing my best to compartmentalize and make sure I have space for all the other things. There are things coming down the pipeline that I don't even know about yet that I I might want to get involved in. There's still information that I need there before I want to decide on committing to anything, but there's a lot of stuff going on in Reagan Griffin's life right now. Reagan Griffin Jr., I should say. Reagan Griffin Sr., if you're listening to this, I know there's a lot going on too, but this is the Reagan Griffin Jr. show. It's my show. Um, But I don't want to put a pin in this show. And what I mean by that is I don't want to stop recording this show. I just have to think about the capacity in which I'm going to do it. And that's what I want y'all's feedback on. You guys have listened, you know, if you're a consistent listener of this show, I'm assuming if you've listened to one episode, you've probably listened to a couple. Of all of the things that I do with this show, whether it's interviews, whether it's discussions with other people, whether it's the solo stuff, whether it's the fantasy football advice, whether it's my thoughts on basketball, on, on you know the intersectionalities between sports and social justice, of all the things that you know I, I kind of delve into with the show, because that was the original vision. It was just going to be the Reagan Griffin Jr. show. I talk about whatever the hell I want, and that's going to be that. But as things come up, right... I've, I've picked up on the fact, and bear with me here, because I'm learning as, as much as I am trying to produce content, I'm also learning at the same time. Um, I'm by no means an expert when it comes to producing content. And one of the lessons I've learned thus far is I'm not a person that wants to, you know, rehash things I've already said and reproduce content. What does that mean? Well, I don't want to go on you know, hoop and holler and say something and then come back on the Reagan Griffin Jr. show and say something. The same exact thing, I should say. Um, I don't want to go on sports scene with Annenberg Media and say something and then come back on this show and say the exact same thing. You see what I'm driving at? I don't want to be a guy who just goes out on a bunch of different shows and says the exact same thing. That's not my vibe at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's not what I bring to the table. Um, I bring a level of diversity and versatility to my craft, or at least I hope to, right? So what I'm struggling with with this show is exactly what direction I want to take it. And 
I want to take it in a direction that, you know, doesn't repeat some of the things that I'm doing on my other stuff. So that's where you guys come in, right? I need your, I need your feedback. I need y'all to tell me what exactly makes the Reagan Griffin Jr. show stand out. What exactly makes this show special to you? What do you want to hear from me? What sort of content do you want me to produce? And what is it about the Reagan Griffin Jr. show that separates it from all the other stuff that I'm doing, right? And if you haven't checked all the other stuff that I'm doing, go do that. Go do that, please. I would be very much appreciative if you go check out my other stuff. So, yeah, that's what I need from you. I need you guys to tell me, you know, give me some insight into what it is that the fan base of the Reagan Griffin Jr. show wants to hear from Reagan Griffin Jr., Right. Can you do that for me? Whether it's hitting me up personally, whether it's hitting the show account, whether it's hitting my personal account at Reagan Griffin or Reagan underscore Griffin underscore II on Instagram or at Reagan D Griffin on Twitter. Hit me up. Tell me what it is that you want to hear from Reagan Griffin Jr. And that's, you know, that'll give me a better insight into where I want to take the show. Um, At this particular juncture, I'm probably leaning towards a non-scheduled release of episodes, right? Kind of a haphazard, um, kind of a releasing episodes on an irregular basis and releasing episodes when I have a a guest on, right? It won't just be Reagan Griffin Jr. talking. It'll be Reagan Griffin talking and interacting and interviewing another person. You know, you've you've seen it with Mark Ganos. You've seen it with Trayvon Clark. You've seen it with Pierre Andreessen. I've had guests on the Rob Parker. I've had guests on the show, and I feel like those are the episodes that I have the most fun with simply because I enjoy bouncing my ideas off of other people. As much as I like to talk by myself, and y'all know I really, really like to talk. Like, that's a thing that I do a lot. I love talking. Um... But I like talking to people. I like having discussions with people. I like having debates with people. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning right now is kind of, you know, reaching out to a wide variety of people, bringing people on the show, discussing what's going on within their respective field, you know, providing whatever insight I could have to make the show kind of more aligned to that. Kind of like how J.J. Reddick does with his podcast, right? He has himself, he has the other dude that he does it with on a consistent basis, and then they bring on a guest. It's never just J.J. Reddick and the other guy, right? They bring on a guest and they talk about it. Um, that's kind of the direction I'm thinking I want to go, but again, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys want to see? What do you guys want to hear? What's going to make this content um, new, fresh, exciting for you guys, the fan base? Because at the end of the day, not the most important thing, no offense to y'all, but your enjoyment is not the most important to me. My enjoyment is the most important to me. If I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, then I don't want to be doing it. Um, but after my enjoyment, the second thing that I most care about is how much you guys are enjoying the content. So with that said, let's get into some talk, man. What to first, man? What to go do first? Like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff has happened since we last spoke. Last episode was a fantasy football preview (laughs) that, you know, didn't exactly play to my favor. I went, I'm in four fantasy leagues right now and (laughs) not too, I'm not doing too hot in any of them. Uh, It's after week one, but I'm just looking at my teams. I'm not a big fan of a whole lot of my teams that I have, but um, we're going to grind it out. Like I said in the episode, the only way to surefire win a league is to try at it. And as much as little time as I have, you know, for myself nowadays, but 
I'm damn sure not going to lose if I can prevent it. Like, yeah, I'm not losing if I can prevent it. Reagan is a very competitive person. He's not going to lose if he can help it. So I'm going to make sure I try to do the very best and make sure that I honor the episode and give the effort to the fantasy league. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not going to talk about fantasy football. Where to first? The Clippers are the low-hanging fruit, right? Like, I could just get into that because I told y'all. I said it on this show. I said it on Hoop and Holler. I've said it on Sports Scene. I've said it on, you know, anytime anyone has ever asked me about the Los Angeles Clippers throughout the entirety of this season. The entirety of this season. There were even times where I doubted myself because that team was so good. The team was so good, but the thing that I always stuck to, and the reason why I went on Hoop and Holler and I told everybody that the Lakers would make the finals in the Western Conference, I also said that the Milwaukee Bucks would make the finals in the Eastern Conference, but we won't talk about that. The reason why I picked the Lakers over the Clippers in the Western Conference is because I've been saying it all year long, all year long. The Clippers, and you know, there will be analysts who like will tell you that the Clippers didn't have the talent, that the Lakers were a more talented team than them, that they were going to end up going toe-to-toe and it was going to be the talent that went out. Don't listen to that garbage. Do not listen to that garbage. The Clippers were far and away the most talented team in basketball this season. But the reason that the Clippers didn't even make the Western Conference Finals is because of the one or the two things, excuse me, the two things that I have been saying from the jump. Number one, cohesion issues. I'm tooting my own horn right now. You know I love to do it. Cohesion issues. I said it to Mark. I said it on Hoop and Holler. I've said it on this podcast. That team has not played together. You go and look at the minutes breakdowns of the lineups that they've had throughout the season, and their best lineups have barely played together. And what did Kawhi Leonard, what did Paul George, what did Lou Williams immediately go to in their post-game press conferences after they lost Game 7 to the Nuggets? Immediately, what did they go to? We didn't have enough chemistry. This team needs more time together. We didn't know how to play with each other. Immediately. Cohesion, cohesion, cohesion. That team never at any point figured out how to play with each other. And the reason why they didn't, and this leads me to point number two, and this is the most important point. Because I'm telling you this from experience as an athlete. I'm telling you from, from experience as an observer of sport. You cannot turn the switch on and off. You cannot turn the switch on and off. And if you don't know what the switch is, then let me tell you. The switch is your level of effort, your level of competitiveness, your will to win. That's the switch. And the Clippers were a team that did not flip that switch on ever throughout the entirety of the season. The only time I ever saw the Los Angeles Clippers flip that switch on was when they were playing the Los Angeles Lakers. And even then, they only flipped the switch on for certain spurts. They would go on little runs against the Lakers that would end up winning them the game. 
But never did the Clippers go into a, a game and say, 48 minutes, 110%, let's get this shit done. Never. Not one game this season. So when it was time to flip the switch on and give 110%, the Clippers didn't have it. They simply did not have it. I watched it with my own eyes. I was with Eddie and Julio. We were watching at Julio's house the closing minutes of that Denver Nuggets Game 7 game. And Julio and I, we're both Lakers fans, right? We're ecstatic. We're watching this, this behemoth of a team, this, this hurdle that the, that the Lakers were going to have to leap to get to the finals. We're watching them crumble right before our very eyes, but we couldn't, we, couldn't let it, we couldn't let ourselves get too caught up in it because we just knew in the back of our minds at some point they were going to flip the switch on, right? They had to. It's their season falling through their fingertips. But no. At no point did you see any sense of urgency from that Clippers team, man. Not one. They had the same level of energy that they had in the second quarter of game two. In the fourth quarter of game seven. Same energy. You cannot turn the switch off and on. It is either on and it stays on or it's off and it can't come on when you need it. And that's what happened to the Los Angeles Clippers. The most talented team to ever flop this hard in the history of sport. That is my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. At least the sports that I've observed. Track and field, football, basketball, Olympic sport. I've never seen a team flop this hard that was supposed to be this good, right? You can get into, like, what about the Lakers with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant, right? There were reasons for that. Steve Nash was not the same dude that he was in Phoenix. Dwight Howard and Kobe had their, had their riffs. Kobe was not healthy, right? In hindsight, we can tell that team wasn't supposed to be good. We can talk about the 3-1 lead blown Warriors. They got to the finals. They won 73 games. This is the most talented team I've ever seen utterly and completely shit the bed. Because their regular season really wasn't all that great. Granted, they got the second seed based on pure talent and talent alone. They weren't the number one seed in the West, and you didn't make it out of the semifinals. I was talking on the other podcast. I asked my my, my cohorts, right, Julio and, and Eddie, if you introduced basketball to somebody who'd never heard of Kawhi Leonard didn't know any of the narratives attached to Kawhi Leonard and he observed how Kawhi conducted himself throughout the entirety of the season would that guy or girl even consider Kawhi Leonard to be a top 10 NBA player I know that's a crazy thought 
I know that's a crazy thought. But look at this season in a vacuum. Kawhi Leonard rested a lot of games. Kawhi Leonard wasn't a good leader of his team. Kawhi Leonard seemingly didn't care and flopped when the moment mattered the most. Why why would that person consider him to be a top 10 player? That person would say, oh, LeBron's definitely a top 10 player. He led his team to the number one seed in the Western Conference. AD's definitely a top 10 player. He's arguably defensive player of the year and is just as important to the Lakers team as LeBron is. Giannis is definitely a, de- a top 10 player. Granted, he didn't do that well in the playoffs, but you can see how dominant he is in the regular season. They're probably pulling up Luka Doncic. They're saying James Harden. What did Kawhi Leonard do this year? What did he do? It's really making me question everything that I've ever thought about Kawhi Leonard. Maybe that's recency bias. I'm talking to myself here. Maybe that's recency bias. But it makes you wonder. And it makes you look back. Well, he did win that championship in Toronto. But he got a pretty lucky shot in and... Once they got to the finals, that was not the same Warriors that let LeBron beat. That's for sure. It wasn't the Golden State Warriors, the monsters of the NBA. It was the Golden State Warriors with Clay and KD out. And granted, you know he go he went he went and won that championship in San Antonio. Finals MVP. Then you think about it, and it's like they had Tony Parker. They had Greg Popovich. They had Tim Duncan. They had Manu. It's really making me question, man. When we go into next season, and I'm probably going to cut it off here because I've been ranting about the Clippers for a while, but Kawhi Leonard has more to prove next season than any player in the NBA. And you're going to see that narrative pop up for sure, but you heard it here first on the Reagan Griffin Jr. show. There's not a single player in the NBA with more to prove than Kawhi Leonard next year. Because as of right now, he's been on cloud nine for a very long time. And that cloud is dissipating fast. It's dissipated. It's gone. He's getting ridiculed. Him and Paul George. That cloud is dissipated, man. Let's keep it pushing. All right, so I talk basketball. Um, Like I said, I don't want to rehash my content, but that's something that I really, really wanted to talk about. So I'll probably cut off the basketball stuff here. If you do want to go check out my opinions on basketball, make sure you go check out Hoop and Holler. Check out at Square One Hoops, S-Q-R-1 Hoops, spelled out. That is on Instagram and on Twitter. While you're at it, go follow at the RG2 show. That would be nice. But what do I want to get into now? Like I said, y'all, I don't I don't have a script for this show in front of me. I'm kind of just rambling. Let's talk about Cam, man. Cam Newton. Cameron Jarrell Newton. One of my, if not not my ooh. <laughs> A little bit of a stutter. One of my, if not my favorite players in the NFL. 
Cam Newton had himself a game on Sunday. Two rushing touchdowns, led his team to the victory, did it his way, just like Cam always has. And I enjoyed every second of it. And I'm not going to do this every week. Y'all ain't going to want to hear this every time I come on the show. So I need to get one out right now. And then we'll be done with it. I'll, I'll stop doing it. But you guys got to let me get one good one in. Okay? Can, I, can, can we do that? One good one. And then it'll be done. I told you so. 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 Cam Newton is such a good quarterback. He's such a good quarterback. I told you so. I told everyone. Cam Newton's never been bad. He's been hurt, yeah. Never bad. All right. And we're done. I was highly impressed with Cam Newton. It was quite satisfying to see, you know, a guy who's gone through as much as he has um, really, really solidify himself as the starting quarterback that he is. And like I said, doing it his way, having fun with it, dancing around, enjoying himself, having their, his teammates enjoy themselves. It's fun, man. It's very, very fun. Um, Eagles, on the other hand, as fun as it was to see Cam Newton play on Sunday, it very, 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 very much sucks to be an Eagles fan in this moment. And yeah, players were hurt. Yeah, Miles Sanders was out. Yeah, Lane Johnson was out. Yeah, Nate Herbig was the starting guard. I don't care, man. That's the freaking Washington football team. The freaking Washington football team has no business. Oh, a 17-0 lead to the Washington football team led by Dwayne Haskins? Oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? What? Carson. You know I'm I'm about the biggest Carson Wentz. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. I'm about the biggest Carson Wentz supporter there is out here. Terrible game. Terrible game. He's not the reason that they lost. But he was the biggest contributing factor. And I've never been able to say that about Carson Wentz. Never. Not in any of the games that I've observed him play could I ever have said... You are the primary reason. If I had to split up the blame to go around into a pie chart, Carson Wentz is taking up the majority of that chart. He has the biggest slice out of everyone. Never have I been able to say that about Carson Wentz. That hurts. That hurt me. I'm in pain right now. I didn't want to say that, but it's true. But it's true. And I only speak speak facts. You ain't going to hear me cap on this show. If there's blame to go around, the majority of it belongs to Carson Wentz. But it will get better. I have faith. It's going to get better. It is going to get better. Yeah. Um, You get your offensive line back this week. It'll be very interesting to see what they do against the Rams. The Rams handed it to Dallas, right? The only reason I'm able to even carry myself this week is because besides Washington, everyone else in the division lost, right? The Giants lost. The Cowboys lost. 
I don't think Washington is capable of keeping this up throughout the entirety of the season. So I'm not too, too concerned with it. It was just frustrating as all hell to watch. Not even watch it. I was watching NFL Network, NFL Game Time, right? Just seeing bits and pieces of Dwayne Haskins dotting my defense up. The defense wasn't hurt. Ain't no reason for you to, to, to blow 17-0 like that. None. None. Gotta be better. Gotta be better. I have faith that they will be better, but you gotta be better. Let's see. What else has been happening, man? What else? What else? What else? What else? John Morant won Rookie of the Year. That was cool. Uh, saw that coming. They really took my man's unanimous away from him, though. Zion had no reason getting any votes playing 20 games, dude. Like, that that was ridiculous. Um, man, I'm, I'm struggling. Maybe this is why you come up with a, a, a show script, right? So you can make sure that you... Uh, have, have a direction to go in case you lose your train of thought. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. I'm going to get back into basketball. I know I said I wasn't, but fuck it, it's my show. The Miami Heat, I came on this show a while back and I said, don't sleep on the Heat. And I have to give credit where it's due because I, I was a little late to the ball game there. My Hoop and Holler podcast mate, Julio, he was saying this before the COVID hiatus. Don't sleep on the heat. I hopped on the bandwagon during the COVID hiatus because I figured when everyone was coming back, the teams that had the most secure identity that knew exactly who they were were going to have a lot of success. And I thought Miami Heat was one of those teams. And lo and behold, them foes took out the, uh, who, who'd they beat first? The Pacers, right? Then you go and you 4-1, dub Milwaukee. Now they're up 2-0 in the Celtics. Don't sleep on this Heat team, man. In a world that is so filled with uncertainties right now, the certainties have a lot of value, and the Heat are one of the certainties. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly how their team functions. They know exactly who gets what in what scenarios. They know what their rotations are. Everything is you know, everything is solid for the Heat right now. And the fact that it's so solid helps them out a great, great deal. Jimmy Butler's been phenomenal. Bam Adebayo's been phenomenal. Jay Crowder, man, unreal. The way he's shooting right now, unreal. Duncan Robinson always gets his. Tyler Hero, I'm a, becoming a huge fan of his game. I think he has a lot in him. I think he has a lot of steps to take. Um, but no, this Heat team is dangerous, man. They are dangerous. Uh, the Celtics, obviously, you had the whole thing where you had the dispute in the locker room between Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Y'all don't overblow that. That type of shit happens all the time in sports. I hate when reporters, like, you know, blow those, blow those sorts of things out of proportion. Oh, so-and-so yelled at so-and-so. Is there dysfunction within this team? Do we really think everything's always happy-go-lucky within a sports team? Especially when you're losing. I've had coaches scream in my face. <laughs> it's not like they don't like me. They're frustrated. Teammates get frustrated with each other. They want to see each other do well. They want to see each other win. 
Those are the sorts of things that happen, especially when you're talking about two dudes who are as passionate about the game as Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Those sorts of disputes happen. It doesn't mean that the, the, the Celtics locker room is falling apart. They're down 2-0. What you don't want, and I'm going to bring this back to the Clippers, is a bunch of dudes in the locker room saying, we're fine. It's all good. We'll be all right. Because that's basically what was happening with the Clippers. And you saw how that turned out. I'd rather y'all yell at each other. Shit, let's get this thing in gear. Let's go. That sort of passion. There's a quote from The Office. (laughs) I don't know how I'm relating this back to The Office right now. But if you know me, you know that I can relate just about any instance that ever happens anywhere in the world back to The Office. Because I'm Matt Cole with my office knowledge. The quote was from The Office when Jim and Pam were having a marital dispute. And I think it was Valentine's Day. And it was the camera guy. The camera guy had split up with his girlfriend. And Pam asked him why. He's like, what, what happened? He was like, were you guys arguing a lot? And the guy's like, you know, it wasn't always great. But when we were arguing, at least there was still a little bit of passion and fire there. It was when we stopped arguing with each other that we both knew it was over. Right? Because when you're arguing, there's still at least a little bit of fire in that relationship. When you're not talking, it's all but over. So Pam and Jim, right, they're they're within their own marital dispute at, in this moment. And they go back to the office and Jim tells Pam, you know, I feel like we're going to fight. So to avoid that, I'm going to go back up to Philly and, and work with athlete, right? Um, And Pam's like, no, I want you to stay and we're going to fight. I say all of that to say that the Celtics are going to be all right, man. Whether or not they win this series, they'll be all right. The passion's there. As long as the passion is there, you're going to be good. You'll figure everything out later, but you cannot fabricate the passion, man. You cannot fabricate that passion. What else is going around? I definitely want to talk about all of the social justice things that have been happening. Uh, I've really found myself in... A situation that I, I didn't expect myself to be in. Um, one in which I find myself with a level of influence when it comes to these conversations that I didn't expect to have. I did not expect to have. Um, evidently, my voice resonates with people when it comes to issues afflicting the black community. And that's not something that I take lightly, y'all. That's not something I take lightly. Take lightly at all, because um, it, it's it's like a, it's not about me. It's hardly about me. This is something that's been happening to millions upon millions upon millions of Black people throughout the this country's history, man. And to know that I have a voice that you know can affect change, like I said, that's not something I take lightly. Um, I'm not going to dispel exactly what it is that I'm involved in. Um, just know I'm trying, man. I, I am. I'm doing my best out here to. Not I'm not the type of person I feel to go to for answers. So what I'm really trying to do is uplift the people who I know do have answers. And be the bridge between. 
the people who I know have answers and people who I know can fix some of the shit that we're going through and the bridge, you know, the people with the ideas and the people with the means to execute those ideas. I'm trying to bridge that gap. Um, yeah, I'm trying, man. I, I am trying. What else? Hopefully you guys don't hear my neighbors right now. That was, um, liking this new apartment. It's cool. Um, getting used to living with other people again. Um, it's cool being back on campus, even though it's fairly inactive right now. There's a level of peace that, you know, you get when you walk onto a campus as big as USC and there's not a whole lot of people there. Um, there's a level of peace that I'm finding in solitude lately. Um, just, you know, when you give as much as I do to a lot of different projects and, and, you know, I'm a person that's an analyst, right? I have to share my thoughts, my voice, my opinions with people. I found that because I do that so much, I very much value the times I get to keep my thoughts and opinions to myself, right? My alone time, right? And that's something that I really, I used to hate being alone. I used to hate that. I always wanted to be around people. But now that, you know, I'm always having to share myself with people, um, it becomes a lot more valuable for me. I found that. Take that tip for any of you interested in getting, getting into the industry that I'm in, right? Take value in your, in your alone time, man, because it's, it's not, it's not going to be a ton of it. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? There's just so much, man. So, so much. College sports are back. Um, I'm still not extremely confident about the capacity in which uh, college football has been playing, but hell, we are here. So I can do nothing but wish the best for the players that are involved um, and continue to advocate for their safety, encourage them to do the right things, right? If it were up to me, we would take the season off let everyone keep their scholarships, give everyone their year of eligibility, and get back to it when the shit gets rectified. But there's apparently too much money involved for people to not allow this to happen, which I think is a major issue in its own right. The fact that so many, not even just college sports programs, but colleges, institutions of education, institutions of higher learning, have literally hinged their financial well-being on a football season. How in the hell did you let that happen? But that's the situation that we're faced with. And it, it honestly feels like some of these players are really being sent out there like mercenaries, man. I know a lot of people want to play. I'm not sure if everyone is educated on the risks of playing and the risks of contracting COVID. And part of the reason why we're not all educated on the risks of contracting COVID because we still don't know the long-term risks of attracting COVID-19. We don't know what happens 30, 40 years down the road. And I'm sure that's a risk that a lot of people are willing to take, but I'm wondering if that's registering with people. Fortunately, there's only been a couple of flare-ups, one of them actually being in my home city of Memphis. Um, 
thoughts and prayers out to the whoever on that team has caught it, man. I, I sincerely, sincerely hope that there's no long-term ramifications of that. I really, really do. Um, it's looking like the Pac-12 is going to come back, which would make all the Power 5 teams currently in operation, or Power, Power 5 conferences, excuse me. But yeah, man. A lot of interesting stuff happening in the sports world. Well, like I said at the top of the show, y'all, please, please, please reach out to me, reach out to the show. I want to hear exactly what it is that makes the Reagan Griffin Jr. show special. Um, not just to stroke my ego, right? But I want to, I want to know what direction I need to go with this show in the future. Because at this point in time, I'm not entirely sure. Because it has to be something that a I can withstand with my current schedule, right? And B, something that's going to be interesting for you guys to listen to. And C, something that I can have fun with. Right? If it's accomplishing those three things, I'm going to keep this show going as long as I have the equipment to do so. Um, but yeah, I need to know exactly what it is that I should be going, or what, what you guys feel at least, right? What you guys, you know, not to be green, right? As we would say in Memphis, not to be green means essentially like... <laughs> unnecessarily rude for those of you who don't know um but not to be rude your guys's word is not going to be the end-all be-all on where what direction i take this show but it's definitely going to have a high level of influence so i do want to hear what exactly it is that you guys want from this show i'm going to do some internal reflection on what it is that i want out of this show when i want to give to this show and we're going to keep this thing pushing man we're going to keep this thing pushing because i i I definitely don't want to see this thing go. I put a lot of time into it. I know you guys enjoy it. And I'm going to keep doing it, like I said, as long as I have the means to do so. So with that said, I think I'm going to cut it off here. A little bit of a shorter episode. Um, But good to talk to you all again, man. It was good to talk to you all again. Even though I'm really talking to myself right now. I enjoy doing that too. Um, But like I said at the top of the show, please go follow at the RG2 show on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I, there's probably not going to be a finite releasing release date schedule. Like I was doing over summer where every Monday, I think I was releasing a new episode or might've been every Tuesday. I forget, but that's definitely not where we're going. I, there's, there's just no way I could do this every single week. Keep that in mind when you're giving me your suggestions. Um, but we're going to keep doing it, man. We're going to keep cranking these things out. Um, and anytime I do anything. I'm giving it 110, unless I don't care about it, right? If I don't care, <laughs> this is okay. I'm going to go off on another tangent before I get out. If I don't care about what I'm doing, if I'm doing, uh, you know, freaking 200 word response to something, whatever for a class, you know, and it's something that I know, you know, not to say that I BS anything, but it's something that I know doesn't have to take 110% effort. I'm not going to give it 110% effort. Because what I've learned is you kind of have to compartmentalize because if you give 110 to every single thing, then you're going to burn yourself out so quickly. So if you can get by giving 85% effort and still get 100% results, do that, please, for your own sake. Um, but I am passionate about the Reagan Griffin Jr. show. So that's something that anytime I do it, I'm, you're, you're getting 110% of Reagan Griffin. So go follow the Instagram and Twitter. Go listen to all the other episodes if you feel so inclined to hear more of my, you 
soothing voice into your your ears my 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 great voice into your ears that was weird i'm not gonna do that anymore but i'll see you guys next time man thanks for tuning in peace out